Sup freaks, it's your boy Marty here to introduce this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap, the last episode of 2020. What a year it has been. I want to send sincere thanks out to you freaks for joining us all year. It's been a, a hell of a ride for many reasons, both good and bad. Um, but we made it. We're here, December 31st, 2020, ripping it into 2021. Hope you're all happy, healthy, safe, sound, mentally stable, physically stable. Hope you're enjoying your life. Enjoy it, freaks. You only get one. Um, yeah, it's a crazy year. Crazy year, but it's over. It's, we, we tried to end on a positive note with this RHR. I think you guys are going to like it. It's brought to you by good friends at Unchained Capital. You freaks already know all about them, but if you don't know about them, let me tell you about them. They're offering you freaks a very special offer, $1,500 white glove concierge service to go from zero to multi-sig volt in no time. Uh, is being offered to you freaks for $1,450. You get $50 off. If you tell them that TFTC sent you and what you get in the white glove concierge vault service is you're going to get multiple video conference calls with the Unchained team. They're going to walk you through their vault product. They're going to walk you through multi-sig. They're going to explain why it's important, explain how it works, get you comfortable with the concept, get you comfortable with the mechanics of it. They're, they're going to hold your hand. They're going to wear those white gloves. They're going to hold your hand. They may even wipe your ass if you're lucky. Okay. Uh, they're going to send you hardware wallets if you need them. They're going to teach you how to uh, produce seeds on those hardware wallets and to secure those seeds, and then they're going to set up the vault for you. You're going to set up a multi-sig vault, a two or three vault, where you hold two keys, Unchained holds one. You're always able to move your UTXOs out of the vault by yourself, uh, but if you ever do need Unchained, they're there for you with one key. And then at the end of the day, when your vault's set up, they're going to dump $1,000 worth of Bitcoin in the vault. So you go from zero to a multi-sig vault with $1,000 in it. $1,450 for you freaks. Again, that comes with hardware wallets, video conferences, and that white glove service where they wipe your ass for you. Uh, we're going to have a, that special offer link in the show notes, but if you want to check out everything that Unchained's doing, go to www.unchained-capital.com. Incredible uh, products and services, whether it be the vault program, their collateralized loan program, their OTC desk, and then their content is some of the best in the space. Parker, Drew, Buck, uh, Joe, Phil, putting out incredible content. So go check it out. Um, love Unchained. Hope they're having a happy, healthy New Year as well. This is also brought to you by good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. Cash App. Because we're stacking sats, 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 sats. Stack those sats, stack those sats. On the motherfucking cash app. You know how I stack sats today? I went to go pick up a bacon cheeseburger, no bun. Trying to cut out carbs. Uh, and guess what? They had a 15% sats back boost today. So I went. My wife got food too. We got some food for her son. $35 all in. I got $5.50 in sats back. It was pretty dope. I think it was around 38,000 sats that I got. It sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Huh? 18,000 sats. That's what it was. I'm doubling it. I'm doubling it. Um, but this is possible through the cash app and using my boost card with the sats back boost enabled. Uh, sats are the standard within the app. We're saying sats, 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 sats. For you freaks that don't know, one Bitcoin uh, has 100 million sats or satoshis in it. So 100 million satoshis gets you one full Bitcoin. Uh, you can stack sats on the cash app. You can do it automatically. DCA by daily, weekly, bi weekly. Set it and forget it. Front run the rest of the world. Do it at 4.30 in the morning. 
uh, all possible via the Cash App. Sats are the standard. We're no longer sending 0.02 Bitcoin off. We're sending 2 million Sats off. Uh, it's, it, it helps defeat that unit bias that exists out there in the market. Already mentioned their boost program. That exists as well. You get the, the boost card, the cash card. You go spend it wherever Visa's accepted, and they have partner merchants. You spend there. You save some money. They had a boost today, $10 off anywhere. So you go use your boost card anywhere or your cash card anywhere. You get $10 off. Again, they have their, their Bitcoin sats back boost. Go check all this out. Use the code stacking sats when you download the cash app. That's S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10. $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Fuck you, Matt Sal. You were my owl. You were my owl. You can't just change your name. You don't have that autonomy. You don't get to pick that. You're my owl. Okay? Fuck you. Enjoy this episode. Happy New Year. Love all y'all. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably Recording. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Recap, the last one of the year. A long year. 2020. What a year. Matt, cheers we to you. We made it. We made, we made it. it, freaks. We're cheers. here. I wanted to smoke a joint uh, on this episode. My God. Is it is it legal on the moon? Uh, I think it's legal. I just don't think there's any any atmosphere to actually make it happen. Um, but I'm technically still in my, my father-in-law's bedroom. I don't think he'd be happy if I smoked a joint. That's one of the highlights of 2020 that doesn't really get much coverage is that weed is legal in, in New Jersey now. It is. It is. It is. Um, it is. I didn't know. It was, I thought it was decriminalized. It's completely legal. I think they're like doing full-on dispensaries and shit. But I'm to, ready for like Hoboken to turn into Amsterdam. Wasn't there a... Uh, had a referendum, right? There was a referendum vote with the presidential vote, and yeah. But, but I think the state legislators are like not. And the last I heard, the state legislators are not respecting the referendum. The will oh, they of the still people. have to like enact it and like put it into play or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, Matt, people were wondering. You went on a very passionate Twitter run last night. How you feeling? You cooled down? Um, I mean, I, I think that uh, I probably should not go on Twitter when I'm drunk uh, more. I've been doing it a lot lately, especially with the with the latest bull run. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I I basically what happened was I was recording with Pete yesterday. For three hours, we did a three-hour banger. He got me this scotch, 25 years. I think it's the nicest the nicest bottle I've ever had. Um, and then and then we started doing a year in the review show. And, and, you know, 2020 has been a fucking infuriating year. 
uh, when you start to look back and you start to think about a lot of the shit that went down and he defended lockdowns and it, you know, oh, that's what sparked it, it, it. It triggered me. And then, so I, I got off of the, I mean, the, the show is going to release tomorrow. So that like triggered me. And then I got, I went onto Twitter and OFAC had announced the sanction violations against BitGo. So I had like the double, the double warning thing. So I just like fucking went ham. A lot of people were loving it. I was loving it. I know the engagement is like such a fucking drug though. You, you, didn't, you didn't respond to my telegram. I want to make sure you're okay. You, you didn't let me know. I didn't see it till the next morning. So I, I, I just, I like went ham on Twitter and then I just closed my computer and walked away. <laughs> I, I didn't open it again until the morning. That's the way to do it. You know, let it let the rage flow through you. Now we have to harness it. So this has a good pop too. Oh, that's a very really good nice pop. juicy pop. Yeah, I was uh, gifted a bottle of Widow Jane aged 10 years in New American Oak Barrels, pure limestone mineral water from the legendary Rosendale Mines of New York blend of straight bourbons. So never tried it. Shout out to Joe for this bottle. I'm going to enjoy it. Let's talk about 2020. Should we just do like a, a quick year in review here or be redundant? Don't, am I going to trigger you too much? No, I mean, I think we should do a year in review for the freaks a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think some people took away the wrong thing. Like, it's not that I'm not optimistic on like Bitcoin and Bitcoiners and like free open source software um, and like sovereign individuals. That's basically the only thing on the macro side that I'm optimistic about. Like, if it wasn't for Bitcoin, I'd be depressed as fuck right now, probably. Like, I'd, I'd be, I mean, maybe not depressed, but I, I would be super bearish on on where we go next. Uh, and it's like, the, it's, it's the one shining light. So I, I've like kind of, you know, and if I look back at the beginning of 2020, where I thought this year was going to go, um, it turned really bad really quickly. Real quickly. And just accepted it. Like, here we are sitting on New Year's Eve 2020, and celebrating New Year's is 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 like a criminal offense in a lot of places, including New York City. Like that is fucking crazy. No one even, you know, bats an eye about it. No one even thinks about it. Yeah, it's fucking scary. We were recording in person in the beginning of this year. We we were sharing vapes, meeting in person. I'll never forget the the last uh, last in person RHR we did. You handed me two M ninety five ass mask, not two M ninety five ass. Um, and then I left Brooklyn, only to return to move my pack my stuff up and move out. Happy to report that I will be celebrating New Year's Eve with family. Going to get together with the cousins, their kids. Son's going to be able to to hang out with some young kids. But yeah, no, it's been a it's been a crazy year. I tried to end it on a good note or a positive note, excuse me, with the bent today. Say, hey, it's been been pretty crazy. We found out that uh, there's a lot of docile sheep out there that will just listen to what, quote-unquote, experts, politicians, uh, news media men tell them to, to believe. Fear is a very strong drug, a hell of a drug. It makes people do insane things. The world went insane this year. Like what we're doing is is the definition of insanity with the lockdown specifically, uh, and we're, it seems like people. So that's that's the other thing. Like there is all these sheep, 
And it seems like the powers that be want us to stay locked down and they intend to keep us locked down as we head into 2021. But there are some sheep, some of the cattle that have been herded this year that have picked their heads up and say, what the fuck is going on? Why are we doing this? Are we, are we doing something bad? And particularly people in the working class who've been forced to shut down their businesses, particularly the restaurant industry, um, service industry that, that is not allowed to serve their customers while these big box stores are, are allowed to remain open. And so I think there is at least a small contingent of people that have their heads up saying, what the fuck's going on? Uh, being forced to shut down their businesses and literally not be able to make a living, literally killing people by not allowing them to work to get money and then only giving them, is it, what are we getting? Are we getting $1,200? We get 2000 I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't think I'm going to get shit, but yeah. But I don't know what the, the amount is they're at now. Yeah, I'm not sure. Whatever. Pe- pennies. Literal, like, literal, like, cuck bucks. They should team up with Strike and just deposit it to... <laughs> to Bitcoin right away. <laughs> directly to a Bitcoin address. We'll, we'll get to that, but it's... it's scary, man. But I do think people are waking up. I think Money Printer Go Burr has a lot of people waking up. People are turning to Bitcoin and saying, all right, this makes a little bit more sense. Like you said... Bitcoin is a constant source of optimism for myself and and others out there. And it's something we can rally around. And that's why we come here each week to talk about Bitcoin and what's going on, because we think it's that important. The absurdity has hit a new level. Um, You know, they kind of just pulled off the curtain and just they've gone balls to the walls. Like as it's just logically inconsistent. It's very obvious. So a, a lot of people are waking up to that. And that is definitely, a, you know, a bullish fundamental. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast that, you know, it's, it's, you know, people learn best with pain, unfortunately, you know, and so they have to go through painful periods to wake up and, and, and change and, and make fundamental changes. Um, but at the same time, like, it's gonna, I feel like it's gonna get a lot worse it's going to get a lot worse before it gets, it gets better. And we're going to like, a lot of people are going to get really like fucked, like extremely fucked. And, and, you know, I was, I was thinking back and, you know, like we like little things that we don't even little things, you know, that, that were on the top of our minds this time last year uh, that are just complete lost causes. Now, like uh, we completely lost Hong Kong. Hong Kong was, 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 and no one even thinks about it because, the um, a shit ton of the free world is locked down right now, you know. So so it's it's just frustrating. It's frustrating thinking like how quickly and how how quickly it turned bad, um, and and how little pushback there was, and and that leads me to believe that it's and and a bunch of the shit that happened this year. Like the the money printer go burr, like you said, you know, all these small businesses getting absolutely destroyed. Um, it's like hidden still. It's it's not, you know. Shout out to our EMH proponents, you know, efficient market hypothesis proponents. Like it's not fucking priced in. Like there's all these outstanding debts, and 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 people are just they have nothing. Like so, I I don't see how this next year. It's it's great and all that for engagement purposes. Well, maybe not with Bitcoiners, but in in general, like Twitter land, which also kind of triggered me, is around New Year's is when you always send them Happy New Year's. Like this year is going to be better than the last year. Like everything else, that's because that's the best. 
that that's the best for engagement. Like always be optimistic, you know, but at the end of the day, like people, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow 2021. And I think people should, you know, be prepared for it uh, and make the best of it rather than, you know, try and like dig their head in the sand. Yeah. I'm optimistic though. I think we're going to like, we're going to stand up to these hypocrites, the Gavin Newsom's of the world, Greg Abbott's of the world, uh, Mayor London from San Francisco. We're going to tell them the fuck off. Like, so that's the, the crux of what I wanted to write about in the bent today. Like people, particularly the working class, the people you just described who have nothing and are getting their dicks pushed in are backed into a corner. Uh, and, People can only take it for so long. There's going to be, there's going to be some pushback, and you're already seeing it, right? You're seeing people get up and move to places like Miami, like Austin, where they're allowed to be free, where they're allowed to exercise their inalienable rights to make a life for themselves, to provide for themselves, for their families, to associate with who they want to associate with. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a fucked year. And, and, and it's great to see, you know, people moving free movement, right? This is one of the things we talk about in terms of, of, of like Citadel theory and, and localism and like competition between jurisdictions. Um, but when you combine a financial apocalypse for tons of small business owners um, on top of this whole thing, it, you know, it's not cheap to move. It's not, it's not like something that is, 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 is very accessible for people. Like if, if you're successful, if you're a successful person, you're able to work remote or something like that, then, you know, by all means, it's, it's great that you can just easily move to Miami. Right. But, but there, you have to remember, like, there's tons of tons of people. There's millions of people that are stuck in shitty cities right now um, that have their complete livelihoods destroyed and they really can't do much to, to, you know, improve their situation, at least in the short term. Yeah. Ah, oh, it is fucked. These people don't care about you freaks. I mean, if you're liking, like, if you're listening to this right <clears throat> right now live, let's try to get, like, hit the subscribe button wherever you are. Like, let's get this information out to more people. If you freaks have been listening to this podcast and reading the newsletters for long enough, you know that we've been telling you that these people do not give a fuck about you. They don't care about your health. They don't care about your well-being they don't care about your rights they're not coming to save you nobody's coming to save you but yourself and that's why we have a podcast about bitcoin bitcoin provides a tool which enables you to protect yourself your wealth particularly um and it gives you the chance to be mobile with your wealth without having to worry about the state encroaching on that particular part of your life nobody's coming to save you freaks you got to save yourselves if, if 2020 has taught us anything it's that so anybody's waiting for the vaccine, guess what? COVID-20 is coming. There's a mutant strain out there that the vaccine's not going to cover. Uh, so guess what? They're going to start fear-mongering about that next. So let's, let's talk about like sticking on COVID in 2020. They used statistics to lie to you. In the beginning, they said the death rate was like 3 to 5% because they weren't fucking testing anybody. So that scared the shit. I was scared shitless in the beginning. We were. Like, like I said, last time Matt and I recorded in person when I was still in Brooklyn, he handed me some masks. I was like, thank you, bro. We're going to get through this. But within a few weeks, it became pretty blaring, glaringly obvious that, that something was afoot. You can go back and read newsletters from April where I was saying the lockdowns were bullshit and they were going to destroy small businesses and it was never going to end. 
So you need to give up power to these people. Just two weeks, Marty. Just two weeks. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Soon, TM, you'll be able to go outside. Uh, they use statistics to lie to you. They, they bombarded you with with fear campaigns on the news, like MSNBC, CNN, even Fox, just bombarding you with be scared, be scared. Look at how many cases, how many cases, how many cases. Never really dove into uh, the the data in earnest to try to actually flesh it out and, and uh, get truth. They just, again, manipulated statistics and numbers to serve a narrative that would keep you locked down and in your, in your houses. And then on top of that, like there's flu deaths have gone away. There's no flu deaths. Like all these COVID deaths now, they're just bumping everything in together to keep you for afraid. There's another strain on the way for 2021. The vaccine's not going to work. Uh, on this strain, so you got to stay locked down forever. We can't live this way. It's got to stop. So if we learn anything, well, no, it's even. But what's gonna? I mean, what looks like it's gonna happen is, if you don't KYC, then you have to. Then you're you're supposed to be in lockdown. But if you KYC and get the vaccine and have your papers, then 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 you'll you'll be you'll be allowed. You'll be allowed to move around. That's probably what the template will be, right? There is absolutely 0% chance that I'm getting that fucking vaccine or my wife or my son. I can't speak for other members of my family. They can do what they want, but there's 0%. And this is like when we have to fight back. Thank God we have Bitcoin. So let's let's try to roll it into a positive note, like, and which touches on our first topic of the day. Um, should we even do the dashboard? Do we need it? People can look at your block lock. Well, people listening to the podcast aren't going to be able to see that. All right, we, before we're under thirty five hundred sats per dollar now, we are. Current price is twenty eight thousand nine hundred thirty five dollars, according to the Clark's dashboard. One dollar is going to get you three thousand four hundred fifty six sats. Market cap approaching five hundred forty billion, currently at five hundred thirty seven point eight billion. I think we should start denominating that in trillions. So we're at half a trillion, over half a trillion dollars market cap. Uh, one Bitcoin is going to get you 15 ounces of gold. We've skyrocketed uh, 33% growth in the Bitcoin versus gold market cap in one week alone. It's now 4.32%, still very low, but growing. We're currently at block 663,875. There have been 18,586,644 Bitcoin mined. There's not that many left. Uh, Hash rate's been pretty flat for like the last month, which has been weird. Currently at 132.6 exahash per second. Is there an ASIC shortage? No, it's not really short. Sure. I mean, there's a little delay in some, um, some of the newer models, but secondary, secondary market's pretty liquid. We've been buying, buying miners with relative ease for at Great American Mining. Um, last difficulty adjustment happened. Within the last week, it was a negative. No, that happened before last episode too. Or did it? No, it happened within the last week, and it was a downward difficulty adjustment of 0.4 percent. Currently, uh, hash rate's a bit higher. We are 1,405 blocks away from the next difficulty adjustment, which is currently estimated to be an upwards adjustment of 11.6 percent. Blocks are currently coming in at eight minutes and 58 seconds. Uh, I've been noticing the average fees per block 
uh, over the last 2016 blocks on my block clock. Last night, it was hovering around 0.78 Bitcoin, getting close to one Bitcoin in fees per block, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, Whirlpool unspent capacity is currently 1,885.67 Bitcoin or 54.6 million. Another all-time high, I believe. Can you what confirm? Was it yeah. What is it at? 1,885.67 or 54. Damn. I think you're right. Six mil. Yeah. Um, and that's all we got for the dashboard. But to turn this to an optimistic note, 2020, bunch of docile sheep, not thinking for themselves. Nobody's coming to save you. You have to save yourself. Bitcoin allows you, helps you save yourself. Um, and more people are starting to realize this. It was big news a couple days ago. Russell Okung, our boy Ross, uh, head of the NFL Players Association. I believe he was, definitely. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if he still is. He doesn't have it in his Twitter profile. I should probably look it up. He may be. Whatever. Left tackle I for the... I think they rotate a lot, right? Yeah. Left tackle for the Carolina Panthers announced that he is engaged in a partnership with Strike from Zap, which is run by our good boy, our good boy, our good friend, Jack Mahlers. George uh, in the comments confirmed that he's no longer leading that. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so he, he announced that he's going to take half of his $13 million salary in, in Bitcoin. So every paycheck, he's going to auto dump his cuck bucks for Bitcoin. It's going to go straight to cold storage. And it's... I think, so I wrote about in the newsletter, was it yesterday? I forgot, what's today, Thursday? I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, I think we've hit a cultural tipping point this year. So we, again, what provides some optimism, at least as we head into 2021, I think we've hit a tipping point in terms of Bitcoin that there's no turning back from. And Russ announcing, that an NFL player of his caliber, announcing that he's gonna take half his salary in Bitcoin is is one snowflake that just like i think is going to start an avalanche like we're ending the year in a crescendo of bullishness for bitcoin specifically we started with paul tudor jones announcing that he's getting in we had michael saylor come in pretty heavy square put a bitcoin on their balance sheet a bunch of hedge funds guggenheim uh, announcing that, that they like bitcoin all the banks setting high price targets and then on the other side, you have rappers like our, the Hot Meg, our, our girl Meg the Stallion. She's giving away a million dollars of Bitcoin, telling her fans to get in it. It's revolutionary. Now the athletes are coming and saying, hey, pay me in Bitcoin. And as Jack said after the news came out, again, I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, this week's flying by. Um, there's more athletes in in the pipeline to do the same thing. NFL and NBA players specifically. So we're ending the year on a good note in terms of adoption and cultural, uh, that's what I'm looking for, cultural acceptance and wherewithal about what Bitcoin is. And it's becoming cool. It's becoming part of the culture, an accepted part of the culture. There's going to be an accepted norm and you're going to be expected to have Bitcoin moving forward, I believe. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I guess you, you packed a couple things in there, but uh, I guess let's focus on this this Russ news. I mean, I, I think it's a massive endorsement. Um, it's a public signal that he's basically telling people ahead of time that he's going to be putting $6 million into Bitcoin. Um, it is 
you know, we had our boy Jack Mahler's was on Fox Business to talk about it. He fucking killed the interview. Crushed it. Crushed it. it. It almost, I feel like, yes, like on the surface, it's it's the same as if you got um, your your stimulus check or your, your salary deposited into Cash App on direct deposit and then auto DCA. But it's what's different about it is by phrasing it this way, by phrasing it as your paycheck automatically converting into Bitcoin, you're almost, you're positioning Bitcoin as better money rather than like something that competes with stocks or gold or something, than like than an investment. It changes like the, the, like the narrative of how people think about it. Um, so they, they see this and, and um, you know, cause like there's, like there's no NFL players that are automatically getting their salary paid in, in Apple stock. Um, but there is now an NFL player that's automatically getting his, his, his half of his salary paid in Bitcoin. Another thing that's kind of interesting here is, um, uh, I, I wonder like what the, so it, it, it changes when you have these regular large amount transactions that are um, a fixed dollar amount that are known publicly. Um, he's going to need to be a little bit more careful privacy wise, because if every game day or like a couple of days after game day, um, whatever the, you know, his game portion of the check gets, gets sent to this cold storage ad- address, it's going to be pretty, feel like it'll be pretty obvious on chain. It was just something. It was just a random thought I had. It's interesting. Well, maybe they could do some batch transactions, break it up into multiple UTXOs. Jack, if you're listening, it's a good strategy. I didn't think of that either. It's like heuristically just have a scraper looking on the blockchain for specific UTXOs at half the paycheck. Like, like this amount US dollar, like roughly this amount US dollars. Yeah, well, you'd have to know like how many taxes you're taking out and all that. I mean, all that's public information though. Is it? I mean, more or less, like it, it, there's not going to be a regular, I, I, I don't even know how much his game, like his, his game day check is broken into, right? So what is it? 6 million divided by, uh, what is it? 17 games? 16 games, potential playoffs, which, which bring bonus, bonus. Uh, so you divide that, that, whatever you divide the number of games and then, and then you'll have like a, a rough estimate and it's such a large number uh that there's not that many transactions of that value size right it's not like he's getting paid a hundred dollars or something two hundred dollars it's true it's just it's just it's 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 an interesting aspect of an open ledger yeah once you start having these recurring public buys what would the uh the individuals from the citadel dispatch recommend Well, I mean, I, I think they, they'd want the Panthers to uh, pay him under the table in no KYC Bitcoin, but that's not going to fucking happen. So, yeah, interesting. But Still. yeah, it's bullish as fuck. It's 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 really cool to see, and uh, and you know, I, I I could easily see it catching on. You know, it was one thing we talked about last year when he first said, "Pay me in Bitcoin." Um, you know, these 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 sports stars all from all the different leagues like it, i could see it getting 
uh, contagious, like really fucking quickly. Like one person on the team does it, then another person does it, then another person does it. Real quickly. Um, and yeah, especially, and this would be incredible for these leagues. And what I really like what Jack said, particularly on Fox Business News, that Russ is putting himself out there, his body on the line, he's getting paid in cuck bucks, which is losing losing value all the time and not respecting the sacrifice he's putting uh, out there in the form of his body, putting himself in physical harm to play a game that entertains the masses. And so Bitcoin respects that sacrifice way better than cuck bucks. Should we talk about cuck bucks for a little bit? Who said it first, you or me? I can't remember. I think it might have been you. Yeah. Let's blow it up. I love, I mean, I think it's a, I, someone else said, I, you know, I, I think I saw it on Twitter or something. Um, I don't, I don't pretend to have, have created it. It's a very, it's a very uh, potent, potent description of, of shitty money. So I think uh, I expect it to catch on. Um, I, I see that you like it a lot. You've been really pushing it on Twitter lately. Well, you, you gotta, you gotta get it out there and get, get it in the vernacular as quickly as possible. Just shame your family. Like you're working for cuck bucks. You fucking loser. Yeah. I mean, I think that's another thing, right? It's like this whole, it's a whole framing thing of him, of him getting paid this way. Right. Um, it's, it's just, it, it really does bring all the memes together. Right. It's like, it, it, you know, it's stacking sats. It's these regular purchases. It's savings. Right. You know, using Bitcoin as a savings technology, right. Something as like a store of value um a better money like it's bringing all these memes together in something that an average person it just clicks with them they're like oh like you could get paid in bitcoin instead of cuck bucks you know and 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 then you can store your money in there instead of having like an investor with like some diversified portfolio and trying to time markets and and buy index funds and shit to keep up with with inflation um so it kind of brings it all together and that actually um rolls in nicely with another thing we have on, on the list for today, which is Scaramucci's fund is is seeking investment now um, from accredited investors over $50,000. He's doing a Bitcoin fund. And two things there. First of all, um, Pantera and a lot of companies like Pantera did a, did a bunch of these funds with raises and historically, like in 2017 and 2018 and stuff. And it was always just filled with ICOs and shit coins and just like the worst of the worst. Like you would look at the list and it's like, I can't believe like they're, just, they're seeking millions of dollars of investment into this ridiculous fund. Scaramucci's, he's fucking charging 0.75% to just buy Bitcoin for you. It's only Bitcoin. And if you read the deck, it's like he just pulled it all off of Bitcoin Twitter. Oh, it's incredible. It's just like a whole deck full of memes. Yeah. It's uh, I saw uh, Ed, Ed uh, Edstrom had a quote from his book in there, like quality, quality information, like what's like a twenty-five slide deck. Let me pull this up. No bullshit Bitcoin. Shout no bullshit Bitcoin. Surface this. Um, and yeah, so Skybridge Capital, but they raised like twenty-five million dollars, or that's what they're looking. It's nothing too crazy for this particular fund. Uh, does it say it on the bottom? Still downloading. No, I don't think they have a cap. But I know you have to, you have to invest at least fifty k 
per person to to join. Yeah. It wasn't not too long ago that the Mooch was shooting on Bitcoin too. When was that? Supposedly Sailor like helped convince him. <laughs> really? I don't even fucking know. Yeah, he's got but anyway. Let me say. Yeah, it's not saying anything here. Mooch money in the comments. Yeah, see, if this was 2017, he'd come up with his own shitcoin, but instead he's doing a Bitcoin fund and taking a little vig off the top. Yeah. That is like that is the game, you know, if, if you want to talk about year in review, I mean, let's let's talk about three-year recap, right? Between 2017 and now, I mean, this narrative has just I mean, I, it, is, it is completely changed. It is it is a Bitcoin dominated narrative now. It's There's condensed. None, that whole utility token thesis and crypto assets and uh, all this shit, like that was all basically disproven over these last three years. And there's no real focus on that anymore. Get wrecked, Bernisky. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious that stuff is completely ephemeral. And I think looking at ethereum right now too like they've conceded defeat they're conceding that their blockchain doesn't scale they're moving to eth 2.0 they're not a world computer they're a gambling platform that's becoming increasingly expensive as more people are trying to use it as the price of ethereum goes up that's another thing we should probably mention tyler winkleboss tyler come on man have some self-respect he was uh tweeted yeah, he priced out it, he priced it in 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 fiat yeah Something like Ethereum's 52% off its all-time high. It's like buying Bitcoin at $14,000. Goodbye, I think he said. B-U-I. Um, and There's a real shameless tweet, man. Incredibly shameless. There's an exchange holder, owner. So if any of, you, any of you freaks are relatively new to the podcast, new to Bitcoin, new to crypto, uh, when you're looking at these altcoins, they're going to go up in price in U.S. dollar terms as well if Bitcoin pumps because Bitcoin is the rising tide that that raises all boats in US dollar terms. But if you actually are serious about Bitcoin and want to acquire as many sats as possible and keep as many sats as possible, do not trade your Bitcoin for shitcoins. And don't buy shitcoins straight up because you're going to lose purchasing power in Bitcoin. You should be denominating quote-unquote gains or not just shit performance. Coins. The name of the game is to price your whole fucking life in sats. Everything you do should be priced in sats. You you don't price important things in shitty money. You price them in, in good money. And and if, if, as long as you keep pricing it in the bullshit money, like that's you know, you're 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 going in the wrong direction. Yeah, I agree. And back to like Tyler Winklevoss, he was like, Oh, it's only down 52 percent from its US dollar all time high. It's still eighty two percent below its Bitcoin all time high of like 0.14 BTC. It's trading at like 0.0255 right now. Um, so be aware. Be aware, freaks. Or people are going to try and mislead you. There's a lot of unit bias out there. Uh, one coin may look cheaper than Bitcoin. So it's like, oh, this is a good value. A lot more potential to go up. But historically, in the first 12 years of this market, that is just churns below Bitcoin. Just churns. Literally uh, every asset. Every asset's going to trend to zero in Bitcoin terms. Yeah, not just shit coins. Like the Chrysler Building is going to as well. The Chrysler Apple Building. Stock. Yeah, I always say the Chrysler Building. I don't know. It's my new. It's my new comparison to shit coins. Why do you think the Chrysler Building is a shit coin? No, I just think that every literally every asset on Earth is going to trend to zero in terms of Bitcoin. 
This is when true. you price it in sats. Stack as many sats as possible. We're gonna, do you think we hit 30K before midnight East Coast tonight? I mean, that was another thing. I thought we were going to hit it while I was recording with Pete last night. <laughs> so, you know, we were, we were getting even more frothy. You're ripping shots. You're very excited. And uh, Well, it's 2021 for some of you freaks out there. I hope you're having fun in the future. I feel like we'll hit it before. Just before. for shits and gigs. Where are we at right now? We're at 20. There's an interesting element. 2905. On 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 uh, like the traditional trader side, um, where Bitcoin's down for the year, uh, a lot of people, you know, you have tax loss harvesting in December. So you take the loss before you hit uh, January 1. In this case, it's the opposite. I mean, there's like no one who has a loss on Bitcoin right now, unless you're like a fucking idiot. I don't even know how you fucking pull that one off. Um, so there's no loss to be harvested. Instead, there's most people have massive gains, but they also have massive gains um, on any of their other investments because stocks only go up this year, even though the whole world economy got shut down. Um, so they did all these investors have a ton of fucking ton of fucking gains that they don't want to realize necessarily this year to to have a better tax situation. So there might be like a little bit of selling early January. Well, um, but it's, you know, that's all noise. It doesn't really matter, but it, that also creates a situation where we can pump right up to the, to the, to the date change. Yeah. People don't want to sell. And tax advice for you freaks. If you have shit coins out there and you're holding bags, unfortunately, if you're holding XRP, you're probably not gonna be able to do this, but if you're holding shit coin bags that are at a loss, sell them before midnight tonight. So you can tax loss, harvest those, hold your Bitcoin sell those shit coins at a loss if you can and you'll be able to to write down some losses on your on your taxes next year that advice is being reciprocated from your uncle marty who heard it last night from a tax accountant no but that's the genius of 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 money printer go burr so they hit us on two sides right they devalue our money our savings so if you're holding any savings in that in in dollars you're fucked um and at the same time it inflates all of our assets, which, you know, you get taxed on the profits of the inflation. So, so it gives them like, so, so the shit coins, like are, most of them are probably up in USD terms this year, even though they're down significantly in Bitcoin terms. So there's, it reduces the amount of loss and potentially increases to, it's either increases the gain or reduces the amount of loss that you would otherwise be able to realize because they're devaluing the money that they also tax you in. It's also fucked. They're going to tax you. They're going to make you stay home from work, not be able to make a living. You're going to kill people by making them stay in, not work out, get them all depressed, get them all drunk, get them all pilled up, get the suicides up, self-harm up, get the obesity up. And that's actually going to have more harm on the economy. And then they're going to tax the shit out of you. Say, hey, hope you had fun staying home from work. Now you're going to have fun staying poor because we're going to tax you every which way fucking possible because we're an evil state. Uh, state is evil. Fuck these people. Optimistic for 2021. Let's go. We are optimistic. I am. Like, just, 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 just meme, keep memeing Bitcoin into reality. I mean, it's, we are building the reality that we want. That's the beauty. Bullish on Bitcoiners. Very bullish on Bitcoiners. This is the beauty of being able to do this podcast, particularly 
and being able to work and talk about Bitcoin all day, every day is that you're literally willing the reality, the future that you want to see into reality. You're willing the existence that you want into reality. If you believe in Bitcoin, if you talk about Bitcoin, if you get people adopting Bitcoin, if you spread the word of Bitcoin, help other people come to aha moments, you are making the world a better place. Keep doing it. And I think it's only going to accelerate from here. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bitcoin-wise, sky's the fucking limit. I mean, I don't... Do we want to do... What, like, what do you think... No, we won't do it. We won't do an end-of-year price prediction. 250K by the end of next year. 250K by the end of next year? See, that doesn't even sound crazy to me. You heard it here first. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think we just see massive Bitcoin FOMO this year. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna get fucking ridiculous. Well, that's uh, what I said. That's what I said in the bent about Russ's announcement. Again, I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before. We've hit this cultural tipping point. If you get all these funds in, if you get all these athletes in, the price floor is gonna be changed significantly. You're gonna have retail FOMO on top of that, and I don't think. I, the whole like this time's different, like such a stupid thing to say, but I don't know, man. I think we're this like, time at, is different. I think we're at the base of the S curve, like and about to just like take the elevator up. That's, well, I mean, look, no, it's never opinion. exactly, it's never exactly the same. Right. Uh, but you know, I think it will still be similar to other cycles. It'll just be more aggressive probably. Um, it, it'll, it, everyone always thinks it's different every, every, every year. And it's usually, you know, it's same, same, but different. It's like that fucking meme. James Franco. But still same. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like this. if we did, if we did last cycle, right, a thousand was the previous all time high and the new all time high was 20K. So that's a 20X. So if you did it here, that would be $400,000. So if you think it's going to be more aggressive than last cycle, then really you should have a price target that's like half a mil 600k or something that's when we get to, um, we'll be way then, above sat set like, parity at that point no well sat set parity is a million. Oh yeah there so but that's what i was about to say like i mean you, if we pass 500k in a super aggressive move like that last 500k to sat set parity doesn't seem so far away anymore that's just a 2x from there so like all of a sudden it gets really fucking crazy. So it could get really fucking crazy and still not be different. That's my point. Right. And well, that's what's weird about this pump. There's been like almost no volume, which means that there's a liquidity crunch. And so that is a different dynamic. The the different dynamic here is is these high like it's been a retail led market for the first decade, 11, 12 years. Or people like you, yourself, and, and me stacking sats humbly, just just stashing away sats as we can. But let's be honest, we're not pro athletes. We're not CEOs of major corporations or institutional investors with hundreds of millions to billions of dollars to allocate to markets. They're not selling their Bitcoin. Like they're not trying to time this market. Particularly the the corporates that are holding it on a balance sheet as a treasury asset, and the athletes that make so much money that they can save and, and keep making a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, even like Russ, Russ is like a little, like a little dog in this, in this game of that that's unfolding this year. Right. And even someone like him uh, is pledging to receive a portion of his salary 
uh, this year that is more than way more than I've ever been able to stack. Like not even close, you know, and you just like, and he pre-announces it. He like pre-announces it that that's, it's just a, it's a paradigm shift. It's a massive paradigm shift. And you, you stack on the fact that we, we had a halving this year and there's only, there's only going to be 300,000 Bitcoin mine next year or something like that. That's the thing is like the plebs, we couldn't price in halvings because we were just, we ran out of fucking fiat. Like you could only, you, you know, you could only stack into it because, because you just didn't have the cash flow. Um, maybe, you know, now we see future halvings get better priced in than, than in the past because we actually have people with deep pockets that are sophisticated that are able to do it. You're watching Matt's evolution into a efficient market hypothesis believer in real time. Wow. Well, you know, we can have a discussion about havings being priced in once we pass that and parity. <laughs> I agree. Nothing's priced in until it's completely priced in. <laughs> this is the way. Yeah, let's let's get a good feeling. RDBTC is doing some live memeing during the I show. Know, I'm seeing this. I'm, I'm seeing it right here. Pay, he's got a Russell O'Kung one. Russell O'Kung knows what's up, freaks. Paid in cuck bucks. It's the Drake meme. Nah, paid in Bitcoin. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I like these. What do you guys think of this live? This live RHR. Is it different? I can't see the comments either. Like I honestly don't know where to look. <laughs> well, no, because if you open the comments in YouTube, you can do a pop out, and that's what I do. So okay. I'm looking at the pop out comments from YouTube. Um, George likes it. Pretty sweet. Live is great. I dig it. Live is dope. Lit. You can earn cuck bucks with super chats eventually. Love it. Great show. Live rocks. Love live. Yes, live is grat. Great. Grat. <laughs> I read it's the grat. typo. It's grat. Marty is such a boomer. He can't use the chat. It's not that. It's a, I'm literally using a laptop that's seven years old on its last leg. And you I'm do like have your of... boomer tendencies, though. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? What are my boomer tendencies? <laughs> i don't know i feel like I, I i just feel like sometimes it's like old man marty comes out i'm married young married at 25 kid by 30 is that a boomer tendency these days <laughs> i don't know what it, the first thing that came to mind was when you did last week's live stream and it was just like you like looking around in the beginning like how does this computer work whoever like, had the randy very, marsh the randy Ma Randy Marsh uh, analogy for for me. I was I ninja launched it myself. No idea what's going on. Hey, <laughs> I'm in it for the tech though. Don't worry. I'm in it for the tech. Uh, India, their government's coming down on on Bitcoin. They're considering an 18 percent tax on Bitcoin trading. So they're basically forcing Indian citizens to to hodl. Um. I tried to open that tab and it completely slowed down my computer. What the India tab? Yeah. Yeah, that's a trash website. If Indian Times or whatever, like uh, it's a really bad website. Yeah. Indian so government the archive link. Indian government sounds like it sucks. They're always trying to cut Bitcoin. They've they've come in very hard this year. You know, if we want to talk about um, you know, government action and uh, the citizens are supposed to serve you know, complying with that government action. I mean, India, it was really hard this year. Yeah, they 
banned the exchanges. Exchange is no longer banned, but now they're putting this 80% tax on trading. That's why like I'm really critical about all this stuff and and it's it's deflating, you know, you know, especially in New York City, like fucking mess. <laughs> um but but we're very grateful to be in America. I mean, all things considered, here it's way less, you know, ins- insane than in in a lot of our fellow Western countries. Is it though? Yeah, like in Australian shit, like fucking in in London, like that shit is like so much more fucked. Not only did the governments take more, the the people haven't pushed back. Like in America, we have, you know, all these different cities like citadels like competing with each other and states competing with each other and 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 people are actually stepping up and and pushing back against it right um you don't really see that as much in these other countries at least not from what i see on on the internet right no but freaks how fucking messed up is this world that we're in right now where america is like the most sane like this is not okay this is the status quo is not okay no matter where you are they're in America, Australia, UK, India, China. The, st- the elite status quo is completely borked. Again, they don't care about you. We need to take back our liberties. Let's- Drinking whiskey and yelling about the government is big boomer vibes, not going to lie. That is true. <laughs> that was that Robert true. Hamilton in the comments. Thanks, Rob. You know what? Boomer's got a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, would you rather be a boomer or a zoomer? I guess that's the question. Um, I think there's more boomers listening to this podcast than zoomers too, so that might be a telling, uh, telling statistic or data point. Do not want to know your ages, freaks. Do not put it in the live chat. Yeah. Um, because then Google knows it as well. Uh, talking about the U.S. government. Uh, the Treasury Department announced sanctions violations against BitGo and an accompanying su- settlement. Um, this is one of the pieces of news that that triggered me last night. And yes, I do admit that getting triggered is a sign of weakness, um, which I have said in the past, but I was very triggered by this. Um, Marty's Owl says that you're a bigger boomer than Gary Leland. But now I'm going to go back to uh, this important topic, Marty's Owl. Um this is like really fuck fucking... with you anymore, Marty Zell. <laughs> Did you see switch to Matt Zell last night? That was my worst take of of my drunken Twitter rants yesterday. I said Marty doesn't deserve an owl. I recant that. You absolutely deserve an owl. That that one I'm not going to stand behind. Um, <sighs> I mean, it's... that's pretty fucked up, dude. I've been I've been practicing my owl calls, just trying to befriend these these animals, these beautiful creatures for well over a year now You're just gonna say i don't deserve one yeah i mean look I'm not defending the statement it was a uh it was it was said at a weak moment yeah it was bullshit it was a bullshit statement um so i keep getting distracted by the live chat that is a negative i'm gonna well, what's for a second. but what's going on here all right so bitco slapped with an ofac right settlement this 98,830 dollars for 183 counts so that's what i'm not going to do that math in my head it's like no money it's less than a thousand dollars right per count it's like 600 but it was a settlement and i think they're like kind of setting up like a precedent here right so first of all it's a non-custodial wallet so bitgo has um multi-sig non-custodial wallets and then they also have i guess a custodial option and so this was their non-custodial wallet 
And what, what OFAC is saying is that they should have checked user IP addresses and blocked users from sanctioned countries. But the problem here is um, anyone who's tried to access exchanges and stuff, and we, we you know, Americans know this very well, uh, is that they might block your IP, but you can use a VPN to get around it. So what happens there is you end up in a situation like with BitMEX, where they say they ultimately say that blocking IP addresses isn't enough. You need to use KYC in order to really tell where someone lives. So it feels to me as them, you know, walking towards the KYC for non-custodial wallet providers. Now, if you use your own node, if it's open source software, there's not much enforcement they can do there, right? But if you're a company and you're managing servers like BitGo is, and you're, you know, you're operating a centralized service, even if it's non-custodial, then maybe you could get fucked by th that kind of ruling. Yeah, it's a really weird, again, slap on the wrist, but the language in the announcement is pretty troubling. So I pulled up a thread, a conversation between friend of the podcast, Jake Stravinsky, and fellow friend of the podcast, Raphael Yacobi. Um, Even though Raphael hasn't been on yet, we've talked on the phone at length before. And Raphael, if you're listening, get your ass on the podcast. He's great. Um, Jake started out, OFAC just settled an enforcement action with BitGo for apparently failing to prevent users in Crimea, Cuba, Iran, Sudan, and Syria for using its services. Lots to say here, but first, it turns out the Treasury doesn't need more KYC to enforce sanctions laws. That's a very important point. They were able to enforce these sanction laws and come at BitGo just using IP addresses, which is a very interesting point and caveat there is like all right if you're asking for all this kyc information and using this as a justification like it seems like you're able to do that anyway you don't have a problem doing that the argument is going to be what i just said is that you could use a vpn yeah um but this is Raphael responded to that tweet and this is what's really troubling uh because it, it, the onus won't only be on like the BitGo's of the world, but but users. To mitigate such risk, administrators, exchangers, and users of digital currencies should develop a tailored risk-based sanctions compliance program. Like So they're expecting users, me and you, people running Electrum wallets, or maybe even running a full node and allowing people to propagate transactions through our nodes. I guess you could extend it to that to some extent. So Raphael said in a follow-up tweet, like hard to tell if it's a dumb mistake or absurd and unfounded new regulatory requirement that applies to millions of people who couldn't possibly comply. So again, it's it's too hard for individual users to comply, potentially impossible, and it's just broad brush on everybody. So is this something that OFAC and the Treasury and FinCEL is just trying to to sneak and ninja launch on people, or are they just truly that dumb that they don't understand what they're even saying? Because they're, is there I mean, I would be careful to underestimate them. Like, um, I mean, you shouldn't overestimate their, their intelligence. You know, someone in the comments I saw, you know, was like, these people are probably, you know, can barely use email. Um, well, they and can't they, set up websites, which is know, like, they're not, they're not wrong about that. But at the same time, I don't think, uh, you know, Logic hasn't really been a, a a a strong suit of burdensome regulation. Like it doesn't like burdensome regulation 
by design, like, you know, by its very nature is logically inconsistent and hard to comply with and expensive to comply with and time consuming to comply with. Like that is why the regulation is burdensome in the first place. And we're just inundated with it as a society. And once again, in 2020, we saw that they can just come in and they could pass things or enforce things that people thought, you know, if, if we were having this conversation in last year, this time last year, and I said to you that, I, you know, not even closing the restaurants. If I said to you that, that in New York City, they wouldn't allow the, the ball drop at, at Times Square, um, you would have thought that was never. And, and I'm not someone to defend the ball drop. Like, I would never fucking go there. People are fucking crazy to go there and, like, piss themselves and stuff because they're, like, standing in the cold for, like, eight hours. But, uh, like, no one could have seen that coming. And, and we just, people just rolled over for it. So I, I don't think that the, an argument is like, oh, it'll be too hard to comply with this regulation as, as, a, as a reason for us not seeing the regulation. I think they, they don't really care about that. Yeah, I can see that. But I think they're, the percentage of people that would push back and not roll over for Bitcoin specifically is in terms of the percentage of people who own Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies overall versus your your typical um, breakdown in, the, in just the, the general population at large. You hit, you hit the big guys. It's like BitMEX, right? Uh, it's like what we saw with BitMEX. Like, uh, you, you know, you, you can get away with having like a custodial wallet that isn't, you know, doing KYC and stuff for a little bit. But if you start making money and you start getting bigger, then they're going to come after you. And if you're a company, you know, a, a company that they can reach and they can hit, they're going to come after you. Um, and that's what that's what we've always seen. That that'll be the that'll definitely be the playbook continuing forward. Um, when do we when do we just say fuck you? They 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 wait till you make waves and then they then hey munching butts munching butts. If you're listening, fuck you, dude. It's like it's what we saw with like Shapeshift, right? Shapeshift <sighs> was intentionally designed when? in a way to try and 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 mitigate KYC uh, needs for KYC and reduce trust. Uh, minimize trust in in that relationship, um, and they blocked they blocked New Yorkers from using it by IP address, and they blocked I think Americans at some point from using it by IP address. And the U.S. government said that wasn't enough. They said you ha you have to do full KYC, and and you know Eric, who's very anti-state, had a lot of money. You know, he had he had made a he had massed a very big fortune, and so they had he had something that they could take from him. And shout so they out, hit him shout out Satoshi Dice. He sold that for a pretty sold it all for Bitcoin. A, a pretty then, sat. And he sold it for like two hundred thousand like, Bitcoin or something like that. Something it was like crazy. crazy too, because it was right before fees outpriced it, mm -hmm. and then he launched Shapeshift like right before the the real shitcoin craze. So then he dubbed like that was like a fantastic uh, one-two punch. Yeah, Eric, in terms of personal wealth, you're sitting pretty there, Eric. Uh, but this isn't on the list. I'm surprised this is on the list. But we're definitely going to talk about like the the comments uh, that you can send into FinCell. One in particular this week that I read was Ben Davenport from Blockchain Capital. Shout out Ben, formerly of BitGo, where he's invested in BitGo. I'm not sure if he worked there. I think he might have worked there. Um, 
I might have been a founding member actually at Bitco, but left. Uh, he had an incredible com- comment, uh, and he shared on Twitter uh, that was sent to the Treasury and FinCell about what's going on. He said something very. I'm sorry, this my son is screaming downstairs. I don't know what's going on. I hope you're okay, buddy. Um, <laughs> the uh, the so equating like the need for more KYC and equating it to cash and, and KYC large tr- cash transactions when people take $10,000 or more out of the bank and having to do more extensive KYC that gets sent to the treasury department. After that, like Ben made a really good point. It was like when people get the, that amount of cash out, they're going to spend it immediately. So like using the same heuristics and the same assumptions with Bitcoin just does not apply because a Bitcoin, Bitcoiners are going to buy Bitcoin on exchange and send that amount off exchange. You're usually not using it to to make a big purchase immediately. Like so, an attacker can assume that most people still have that Bitcoin because ninety five to ninety eight percent of Bitcoiners use it as a savings vehicle, like it or not. Um, so, collecting all this data is is just putting Bitcoiners at physical harm. Like he really stressed that in his letter to FinCell is like you're putting people in physical like in harm's way and and this is it's so poetically disgusting that this is all going down just weeks after they got murked by by a hack and all that data was yeah so i i have a write-up on that on that hack on the list as well the solar winds Um, yeah and i I don't think like people really realize how big it was um, yeah i think that was i think we got owned pretty fucking hard like I think stuff is going to start coming out, and it's going to—it's—it's it's pretty bad. I haven't read this article yet. Walk it's us. really fucking bad. What are what are the highlights? I mean, just you know, like the the sheer scale of it, and like how long they were in there for. Um, right, because it lay dormant for like six months. They have three hundred thousand customers. Um, you ready for this? All five branches of the U.S. military the State Department, the White House, the NSA, 425 of the Fortune 500 companies, all five of the top accounting firms, and hundreds of universities and colleges. Wrecked. All use SolarWinds. We just got fucking fucking pants. Our dicks are hanging out. So who even knows, you know, how much information was taken? And they were in there for months, presumably. Um, I guess one saving grace is it appears SolarWinds is saying that only less than 18,000 of their clients downloaded, like updated their system to the malicious update. So there was, there wasn't, you know, they weren't on top of updating, which is like, I guess a saving grace there. Um, but if you know, from these press releases, right? Like when they say, uh, 18,000, less than 18,000, like it was like probably like 17,999 of their clients. Um, that's still a lot. That's still a lot. And, uh, you know, we know, we know the treasury department's one of them. And I think, uh, there was another department that, that disclosed that they were definitely a part of it. Um, it's like Homeland security or something. Okay. Hey, whoever hacked, whoever was behind solar wind sack, just DDoS the IRS. It's just, that's just, this is how we end the tax system and, and the fed just DDoS all these, so like just a bunch of, do you think the mempool is going to clear? this year or is it just going to be backed up the whole year someone asked for my prediction in the chat 
Let me check it right now. Right now it's 24,160. It hasn't cleared since December 15th, Marty. Are you sure about that? Yeah, it's gone down to one sap per byte, but it hasn't cleared all the one sap per byte. So it's a little bit of a technicality. I bet we'll clear this weekend, holiday weekend. The mempool will never clear again. <laughs> I think it'll clear. Another question, like what's getting lost in all this price stuff is like, when the hell is Tapper getting activated? We need to be active on that, freaks. We need to be we pushing that still. This time next year is our bet. But it we seems like it's fallen to the wayside. Like I haven't even. We're seen... donating to HRF if we lose, but it's uh, the price keeps going up. It's fucking million sats. Yeah, then we already say a million sats. Yeah, a million sats. You said it'll be activated by today in a year, and I said it won't. Happy to pay. Happy to provide the incentive to get Tapper activated quicker. Um, yeah, like, w- well, what's going on? It feels like it's getting lost, lost in the shuffle of the price increase, which typically happens. So, if you freaks are new, this is your first bull market. Uh, uh, it's very easy to get distracted during all of this. <laughs> very, very easy. Um, the Twitter, the quality of Twitter discourse, like, fell off a fucking cliff in a month's time. Easy, like, very, very quickly. Um, so let's, let's stay on top of Schnorr and Taproot. I'd really like to see that implemented ASAP. seems like there's consensus. There's at least consensus amongst mining pools, which, uh, we didn't have with Segwit last go around. Um, Do you have any shout outs, Marty? That's what I'm pulling up right now. I'm looking at them. I'm just getting them in order. I was reminded because Vake told us in the comments that I have the cluck mentality. Ha! Thanks, Vake. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to Marty and Matt and all the freaks out there. A toast, a very fine scotch, scotch whiskey to Satoshi and all who know what's, what he's giving us. Lang, may your lums reek from a Scottish Bitcoiner. I like that. wonder what that means. There's a Scottish Bitcoiner listening right now. Lang, may your lums reek. I like that. Cheers, freak. Cheers to you. Cheers to our Happy Scottish freaks out there. Happy New Year's. It is not New Year's yet where you are. Getting closer, though. Really close. Oh, by the way, not every single one. We have uh, four shout-outs, three out of four, paid in Lightning this week. Hey, Marty and Matt. Many thanks for your podcast, especially for the weekly rabbit hole recap. I don't want to jinx anything, but it seems almost given that the year 2021 should be great for bitcoin so happy new year and all the best to you and your families to the freaks and to the bitcoiners from at hodlnym h-o-d-l-n-y-m shout out hodlnym thank you for the the shout out cheers thanks to the most thorough education you guys are providing the citadel dispatch is an amazing addition to the lineup from kevin badinger shout out to you Citadel Dispatch is a dope addition. You're crushing it so far. I love the little video intro, very in-depth conversations. I caught most of this week's with Aragon and Bitcoin Q&A. Very valuable information. I think you're you're doing a bang-up job. And I said somebody, saw somebody tweeted us today. It's like a perfect full circle culmination of the the stack that we have here at TFTC with the newsletter. Yeah, fuck yes. HR interviews. That's um, what we were going for. That's what I was going for. Thank you, dude. Well, you're crushing it. Thank you. Um, I still gotta I gotta figure out who my next two guests are. Um, so I'm excited for next week. It'll it'll be the same time. Ne- eh, 
I think we're going to try 2200 UTC Tuesday instead of 2300. So an hour earlier this time to try and balance the time zones and see what the best fit is. It's been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of traction on YouTube too. Appreciate you for sharing your journey, insights and tutorials. Thank you for challenging us freaks to improve, whether it be OPSEC, privacy, knowledge, perspectives, perspective, keeping us humble and entertain 2020 stayed weird and looks like we're getting a bipolar slash manic 2021 all the best skibby s-k-i-b-b-i thanks skibby that was the only on-chain cheers freak shout out of the week on-chain maxi shout out to you freaks we love the shout out section of this podcast if you guys want to contribute to the shout outs tftc.io slash contribute if you're listening now, no matter where you're listening, smash that sub- subscribe button, follow, share it. I'm trying to blow up the YouTube page. And it, I guess it's a good time to talk about 2020, 2020, 2021, TFTC and our plans. Uh, Matt launched Citadel Dispatch a couple weeks ago. I think we're really going to attack YouTube this year. And I've been apprehensive to do it. Number one, I don't want to put my ugly face out there. We've been very conscious about video stuff up to this point. but if we're ripping into another bull market, we'd like to get quality information out there. That's why we started these shows. That's why we started this network. We want to make sure people are getting quality information about Bitcoin and are able to, as quickly as possible, get from zero to understanding what's going on to the best of their abilities. And there's a lot of shitcoin content on YouTube uh, and just quite frankly, not enough quality Bitcoin content. And there's quality bitcoin content on youtube no doubt but we need more the more the merrier and we'd like to contribute to that in 2021 matt i know this triggers you a little bit but we have to get a little clickbaity with the thumbnails my prediction marty is that we're going to be banned from youtube by the end of 2021 that should be our goal not a prediction <laughs> that's my 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 <laughs> i think that's how i i i leave twitter too like I, I think there's a good chance that I get banned from Twitter. We get banned from Twitter in 2021. Uh, are we that but bad? Definitely YouTube. Almost, almost without a doubt on YouTube. Are we the bad boys of Bitcoin? Definitely YouTube. No, just Twitter has a censorship problem, and YouTube has an even worse one. Yeah, figure it out. YouTube's terrible. Twitter, Jack, not happy with the little disclaimers. They're fucking bullshit, and most most of the disclaimers aren't even fucking true. Like maybe this gets us kicked off <laughs> YouTube. That's what I'm talking about. COVID's over. <laughs> um, yeah. What if we get kicked off YouTube before 2021? That'd be incredible. Then I'd be, my prediction would be wrong. Oh no. I said by the end of 2021. So I still win. Yeah. It's a prediction. It's not a bad, we didn't bet. Yeah. I win the prediction. Um, I'll stack stats for myself. Freaks, if you're running BISC, version 1.5.3 is out, and that is uh, a very important upgrade. They were getting denial of service attacked earlier this week. They actually, uh, it's it's been updated since I made the list. They have 1.5.4 now. Okay. Um, so I got to change the yeah, links. It's the same, it's the same idea. Uh, there was a denial of service attack happening um, that, was, that was clogging up BISC nodes. Um, so they released a hotfix to fix that. Also, since last episode, so if you're a BISC user, you, you know, definitely go and download that. Since last episode, V1.5.2 came out, which was a big update. 
um, non-denial of service. So either way, your BISC user, a um, lot, lot, nice, lot, lot of niceties coming to you. Any theories on the denial of service attack? It's being targeted specifically. Is it just a nature bug in the uh, 1.5.2 upgrade? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. But I, I, I haven't looked into it. I, I just saw they got they were on top of it really quickly. Really quickly, like um, Wiz, they got the hot fix out. They got that hot fix out within like eight hours. I'm pretty sure I was following I, Wiz's thread on it. You know, BISC is peer to peer, so like you actually have BISC nodes are communicating directly with each other, like Bitcoin. Um, but they have they also have like these seed nodes that are like their high performance nodes that the like the the main the maintainers run and those were getting hit extra hard um so yeah they don't want you to get that non-kyc bitcoin freaks they don't want you to be free they don't want you to be happy they want you to be poor and stupid they literally want you to be stupid that's why they have you wearing these muzzles so you don't get enough oxygen to your brain so you can fucking think they want you to be stupid and poor and they want to control you don't let them Umbrell App Store. This, this is, is really cool. I mean, shout out to the Umbrell team. Like really pushing UX and quality aesthetics forward in the Bitcoin space, something that's been severely lacking. Um, Umbrell is uh, a software project that allows you to quickly spin up a full node and get a lightning node set up. Uh, Mayunk Chabra and Luke Childs are... are the two behind that with with some others, the two that come to the top of my head that are working on that. Um, but yeah, they, they released an app store this week and it'll come with BTC Pay server, uh, Spectre desktop, so you can set up your multi-sig custody, uh, BTC RPC Explorer, chat over Lightning, they have Sphinx Relay, uh, they've Loop in the Loop out uh, with the Lightning Terminal and they have Ride the Lightning and Thunder Hub so that you can manage your, your Lightning node and your channels and um, you'll be able to run your own Lightning Network server for Blue Wallet, Dojo for Samurai Wallet, and Selfos Mempool.space as well. So soon, soon they, those aren't out yet. And yes. they are trying to get Join Market up too. Um, it's really clean. I mean, I uh, I already liked Umbral's offering a lot. Uh, this is one of those dedicated Raspi node packages, um, so you can have a twenty four seven Bitcoin node. Um, but the way they integrated these third-party apps is uh, very clean, very clean, very seamless. Um, they got a nice little screenshot showing you like a description, you know, what a user is is probably used to with like a like an iTunes App Store or something or a, the Google Play Store. It's, it's very similar to that in design, um, and they all you know, run, they all run their own Tor hidden service. So if you're connecting remotely, they'll each have a, uh, the ability to connect through Tor, which is great. Yeah. Now that we're talking about Tor, it brings me back to a conversation about Bitco and the treasury's actions against them. Does it just form force more Tor usage? Do you think? Well, I mean, you know, I, this is one of the reasons why I think all these apps should default to Tor to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, there's 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 no reason for them to say, you know, there there could easily be regulation that says, uh, 
you know, U.S. regulated companies can't can't offer Tor as an option. Um, this this is why it's so important that you can use your own node, right? Like this is what people don't realize. Like if and and we this is what we see on the extreme, right? With stuff like ETH, um, these types of regulations are way more risky uh, for these 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 chains where you can't easily use your own node. Uh, where it's expensive, where it's where it requires high bandwidth, and you can't use your own node over Tor, especially um, because they could make you know there, there could be rules that that dictate that that running a node itself could be a, a you know a regulated action or something like that. Um, so that's really our protection here, and 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 I think that's why it's super important that we get as many Bitcoiners using their own nodes as possible before any kind of regulation like that even gets proposed. Right? It kind of neuters the 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 potential of that of that regulation in the first place but yeah absolutely i mean i i don't think uh someone main, maintaining a wallet's server should know their user's ip addresses if they don't have to um and tor tor fixes that agreed and shout out to teams like umbrell for pushing the ux ui and the accessibility to running a full node forward run your nodes freaks run your nodes it's important, as Matt said, if they ever do try to come down, the more people that are running it, bef running nodes before that happens, the better, the more resilient the network will be. Use your node. Make sure you're using it to confirm incoming transactions and all that stuff. And again, like things like Umbrella make that a lot easier. I'm bullish on, on node running software um, in UX and UI around that moving forward. Make it a goal if you're sitting there like, hey, I need any 2021 goals. I'm a newer Bitcoiner. I have my Bitcoin on an exchange. Practice. Start getting your hands dirty. Something we preach here a lot. Practice makes perfect. I know private public key management scares a lot of people. But I promise you, if you get your hands dirty and you practice with small amounts, you'll become more comfortable. It'll get easier. You'll feel more empowered and you'll actually respect the beauty of bitcoin even more once you start messing around with this stuff that's really what helped me personally come to my aha moment was downloading a node recovering from seed phrases and, and actually confirming for myself that i own the bitcoin that i thought i owned and i know i own it now um so don't be afraid if you're sitting there uh like a little apprehensive because you, you feel safety on the exchanges. Don't keep it on exchanges. Everything we're talking about seems to be leading to the conclusion that these regulators are going to get stricter and stricter to the point where they're going to try and ban self-custody at some point. And that should be your assumption, your baseline assumption. Maybe it doesn't come true, but work under that assumption. 100%. Van Eck getting back in the ETF game. Your boy Gabor. His boys at Vanek, uh, so Vanek refiled for their ETF this week. Third time's a charm. It's technically a trust, but it's basically a an ETF. I was like a little bit confused. It's gonna trade. It, the idea is for it to trade on the CBOE. Yeah, CBOE is. Yeah, it's like futures markets, so it's probably like an. I mean, I guess you can still trade that. I assume on like a regular brokerage platform, right? Yeah, the brokerage platforms probably have access to CBOE markets, I imagine. Um, but yeah, so for you freaks who don't know, Vanex has been trying to get an ETF to market for quite some time. Uh, that has not happened. The last they tried was early 2017, right? 
I I believe so. I mean they they had there was theirs was the one that was like all hyped in 2017. And they they technically pulled them both before they got denied. But they knew they were going to get denied. Yeah. That's why they pulled them. It's like a it's like a respectful thing. Yeah. Like tell hey you should pull this we're not going to accept it. Yeah. Um so the last time they got denied the reason for doing so is that the the volume on the regulated exchanges was not high enough i believe that was the excuse the regulators gave so this time around that's certainly not the case anymore we have a lot more volume uh i mean cash app is a retail exchange i believe they did what did they do 1.5 billion last quarter 1.5 billion this year uh at least through the first three quarters i forget exactly but people Having had a couple discussions this week about this particular topic, people seem more confident that this has a better chance at getting approved. Um, so I guess it's a good time to have the conversation about GBTC, products like GBTC and QBTC. GBTC offered by Grayscale. QBTC uh, is the product in Canada Canadians can get access to. But these products both trade at a premium. Right now, QBTC, the Canadian product, is trading at 18.7% premium. I believe last I checked, GBTC was at like a 20% premium. And then you have MicroStrategy. And then you have MicroStrategy. Um, I don't know where their stock price is, but uh, the theory is that the premiums on these particular products, so these these trust products, uh, is going to be suppressed pretty, pretty quickly and immediately when an ETF comes to market. So GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin Investment Trust, trades at anywhere from like an 8 to 40% premium historically, that's because it's an illiquid product. There's six month lockup, there is secondary markets where you can trade in and out of it, but still uh, six month lockup period creates a pretty illiquid product that um, allows it to trade at a premium because there's so much- It's not a proper ETF. Yeah, and there's a lot of- They can't rebalance. No, ETFs are highly liquid compared to these these trust products and the demand from institutional investors to get access to Bitcoin is so high that they're willing to pay this premium to put some of their money. A lot so of basically people, the premium disappears as soon as an ETF gets yeah gets approved approved and potentially it even goes negative um, because it's a it's a trades it's at a, a discount yeah it's a it's a it's mm. a less ideal product than an ETF. I want to trade at a discount though. Well, I mean, you have the management fee, which I think is a higher management fee than okay, you would yes. have with an ETF. So with um, fees, yes, if fees you're paying. And I, I think because it's probably because it's a less liquid product, like you would, you would probably have. I don't know. We'll see. But my guess is it would, it would trade at a slight discount. If I, I would bury, I bury, just shut it down. You've made so much fucking money would, from that product. You'd prefer to. Well, he had to shut down his XRP one. Do you, uh, you'd prefer it. Like, think about it as a, as a holder, right? You'd you'd rather buy the ETF, most likely. So in that case, there needs to be a slight discount for you to justify buying GBTC. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but GBTC, like, yeah, were they pulling like almost two billion dollars in one week last week or something like that? Yeah, I mean, there's clearly demand. Some of the questions, some people believe that a lot of that is 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 arbitrage, though. People doing the lockup to. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. It's like a free arb trade. It's probably like one of the it's best. It's a free arb trade tra- if the ETF doesn't get approved. Yeah, well, that arb trade in between your lockup. Yeah, traders love risk. Um, yeah, 
100%. This risk has been worth, well worth it for a lot of people playing that arbitrage for quite some time. They're going to get arbed out, though, when uh, when the ETF comes <laughs> to the market. There you go. Um, our girl Janine is out with this month in Bitcoin privacy. Go check it out. E-N-E-G-N-E-I dot GitHub dot I-O. We're going to put the show, excuse me, the link in the show notes, of course. Uh, 15 topics this month. Anything st- stuck out to you particularly? Tap uh, ring signatures. That seems very interesting. It literally got dropped like a couple hours before we start recording. Um, cheers to Janine. It's always good. It's always very quality. So this is, let's read this, December 2nd. This is something I didn't pick up. Thank you, Janine, for bringing this to my attention. Developer Jonas Nick published a proof-of-concept ring signature scheme for taproot outputs. Ring signatures are a type of digital signature which makes it impossible to specify a set of possible signers without revealing which member actually produced the signature. Ring confidential transactions, or ring CTs, have been mandatory in Monero since 2017. So this is actually really cool if this can be brought to Bitcoin satoshi actually talked about ring sig- ring signatures at least once probably more than that um and that's what monero stands uh basically throw at bitcoin is that bitcoin's privacy assurances aren't that good and ring signature setup is superior um so it'll be interesting to see if this has any any bite behind it and can actually well, be possible it's something we can discuss in 2022 after we get taproot we're getting taproot this year baby <laughs> we're getting it in 2021 let's get it let's get hey freaks i know the price is mooning i know i'm standing on the moon right now where are we <laughs> what country is right here i don't know i'm just gonna rub rub this right here there's people on earth i know i'm we're all on the moon right now but we need to get back to earth and make sure bitcoin is as robust as possible at the protocol level Let's let's get away from like counting every thousand price every excuse me thousand dollar price jump, uh, which is happening every day. It's getting boring at this point. Like price price increase is boring. It should be expected. Let's get back to hard hat on making sure Bitcoin is as robust and as efficient and as private as possible. And uh, BIP Taproot would really get us in a good a good spot if we can get that activated. Let's try to focus. And get this activated this year. I know the price is going to be going crazy. We love shitting on the no coiners. We love telling Francis Coppola and Amy Castor that they don't know math. Uh, they don't. They really don't. It's pretty pretty incredible. How is that even a thing still? <laughs> is salty, that priced in? No, it's salty no coiners, journalists who are not allowed to invest or buy Bitcoin because they want to be objective. Uh, they have to perennially shit on it and make themselves look completely stupid, like legitimately stupid. You can, there's a hundred million Satoshis, so Bitcoin isn't scarce. There's a hundred cents, so dollars aren't scarce. Dollars aren't scarce, not because there's a hundred cents in a dollar, but because the Fed uh, has no self-control and can't stop printing fucking money. Is this is this are these our strongest critics these days? Is this all the no coiners have to offer? I mean, we we've never really had very strong critics. I, I think Bitcoiners are the strongest critics, right? I mean, because usually when you start going down the real criticisms, you end up buying a bunch. You end up becoming a Bitcoiner, right? 
Hey, Francis, if you're listening to this, Frances, Frances, Coppola, hate your wine. Don't really agree with your views, but hey, extending an olive branch. Come join us. Why fight? Why fight the inevitable? You're going to have said, her on TFTC? Hey, the invite is open. If you ever want to come talk, you, Amy Castor, um, I'm here. I'll listen to you. I may not agree with you. I'll push back a little bit. Um, but I, But I want you to convert and, and go from no coiner to coiner because I truly want you to succeed. I want everybody to succeed. The opportunity is there. Download the cash app, buy some sets, download BISC, buy some sets, whatever you need to do. There's no reason to make yourself look completely and utterly incompetent and misunderstanding of, of I just love that all the Bitcoiners are just posting pizzas and showing how if you cut the pizza into more slices, it doesn't make more pizza. We solve world hunger. Not only is Bitcoin <laughs> fixing the money, we're going to solve world hunger too by infinitely dividing pizzas. That was all the topics we had. We already talked about solar winds. What do you want to riff on? It's been a tough year, man, but we got through it. We got through it. And honestly, for me, been a very good year. I had a child. First child, beautiful human being, love him to death. Got out of the city, which I didn't want to do at first, but now having been out for eight months now, it's like, wow, life is actually not that bad uh, around less people. I was able to hang out with my family a lot this year. I'm thankful for a lot of things. Like able to talk to you every week. We did the stimulus package in the spring. That was a lot of fun. We we really blew up uh, what we're doing here. We added a new show. Sat standards over a year old at this point. So um, yeah, so uh, every week, every week this whole year, every week this whole year with Rabbit Hole, just keep coming back. Um, I'm thankful for a lot of things. I mean, for me, this year has been pretty good. Uh, very hard to complain. Uh, you know, but. You know, grateful for the freaks, grateful for Bitcoin, grateful for free open source software, um, for my family, my friends. Um, but it's it's the, the bigger picture, which, you know, brings me back in on 2020. Right. And uh, that wasn't very good. Uh, so so we'll see how I mean, so I guess like an interesting question is like, it's like, what is what are you looking forward to in 2021? Like, I know. I like, I want to buy a house. Um, I'm going to get married in 2021. That's hell yeah. Yeah. You got engaged this year. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I I think, I think personally 2021 will probably be a pretty good year for us as well. Uh, But I think it's important for us to also stay humble here and realize that there's a lot of people hurting that are having like really, really um, bad year and it's going to get worse. It, I don't. I think it gets worse before it gets better. I'm. I'm optimistic well, long term, um, on humanity, on on all this shit. Uh, but I think short term, man, you know, there's gonna be pain first. Well, that's what I was telling you this morning when we were messaging, and when you finally responded to me after last night. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe compassion comes back in a big way. Maybe, yeah. maybe something gets incited in people. Like we're seeing it right now at the Barstool Fund. The Barstool Fund's still going. I think they're trying to do big things as we round out the year here. So if you're a freak listening and you want to support 
a lot of struggling small businesses. Go to the Barstool Fund. I, don't, I believe it's barstoolfund.com. Could be completely wrong. Go check out Dave Portnoy's Twitter, and there'll be a link there. Go support a small business if you can. Go support that fund. They're doing a good job. So literally, every I feel like every video that Dave posts of these small businesses uh, basically getting the news that they're going to get support from the Barstool Fund like makes me tear up. Like that is, I know I like ball like a little fucking <laughs> right. It's crazy, but that's I stopped watching them. It just pulls my it hits me in the feels. No, it is. it's like it's emblematic of like like these people are salt of the earth, working class people that are struggling the most right now. That's what you got to love about Dave and Barstool. What they're doing is they're thinking about the common man, like somebody who started Barstool and their motto was for the common man by the common man, even though he got bought out by a publicly traded company, very successful, still staying true to those roots. And again, that compassion and that, that leadership, frankly, of like, all right, if not me, then who? That can be contagious to a certain point. And we need, and that's actually what I, what I think this last month particular with the Barstool Fund specifically is really highlighting like, hey, we don't need these asshole politicians to step in and fix these problems. Like the compassion of your fellow man can go a long way. And I think what Dave and Barstool is doing right now is very uh, important and a good example of compassion uh, that exist out there. People are very pessimistic and very uh, angry at the world and, and don't think anybody cares about them. And the elites, like we say, they certainly don't care about you, but regular people like you and me just want other people to succeed as well. And, and I, that's what I wanted to get an optimistic tone out there this morning. When we were chatting like, Hey, maybe compassion comes back in a big way. I hope so. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, we, there's just like a lot of built up issues though. So, you know, um, I'm, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm optimistic on, on humanity long-term. I just, I, I think, um, I think short-term, you know, we're looking at some really dire straits, uh, and some really hard times for a little bit. And yeah, it's great to see people step in uh, where government fails. Um, but we actually have our governments actively working against us uh, right now, devaluing our money, pouring that money into their cronies' pockets, sending uh, it to other countries. Like it's yeah, fucking... and uh, on, on top on top of all of that, um, like there was another thing that came out. I think Reason posted it. Like like. Uh, the independent distilleries that switched to hand sanitizer in the beginning when we didn't have any hand sanitizer, um, they all got hit with like a huge FDA bill. Um, I think it was like $14,000 permit or something after the fact. And it's like no good deed goes unpunished. But like a, if at the beginning of, of the virus, we saw a lot of people come together and help out fellow Americans and, you know, distilleries switching to hand sanitizer and stuff. And that was a super optimistic part of, of 2020 to me. Um, just seeing people come together and, and help out friends and family and neighbors. Um, that I mean, that was super bullish to watch. God. I want to incite violence, but we just need to like fight club. 
burn all this shit down. We have a freak asking in the comments, uh, favorite FOSS encryption software. Um, Alex Thorne responded Veracrypt, which is a fork of TrueCrypt because it seemed like the TrueCrypt um, maintainers released like a canary almost. It seemed like there was something up there. So there was a fork and it's called Veracrypt. It's pretty solid. Um, I personally like the, just a built-in Lux encryption on a, on, on Linux, on a Linux machine. So, I mean, my favorite distro right now is Pop! OS, um, which is an Ubuntu fork and they just have, it just has Lux built into it. So you can just easily encrypt a drive. Um, yeah. I don't get too far into that. I've only used Keybase. I like Keybase, even though it's like got shit coinery and who bought it? Like I'm, I gotta get off. Zoom Keybase. did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Using Zoom too. Um, yeah, you could speak more to that than I can. I'm just getting distracted by the chat. Um, anything else? Do we, do we want to talk about anything else here? No, I just hope you freaks are happy, healthy. Thank you guys for all the support this year. It's been an incredible year for us, growth-wise. Past 5 million downloads a couple of weeks ago. We're already uh, at 5.2 million, so it seems like we're going to hit six in a pretty, pretty quick amount of time here. We, we, the podcast downloads alone grew by like 200%. It seems like you guys are liking the content and we keep showing up because you guys are liking it. And, uh, the interaction with you freaks is something that we value highly and, and we really take to heart and, and we want to make sure that we're bringing you quality information. And yeah, we, we joke a lot. We curse a lot. we, call people steve munch and butts and stuff We're like just that. having we, fun staying poor freaks yeah can't blame us but i, I, do, I do feel a, a debt of uh gratitude to you freaks for showing up week in week out if you read the it's band. really an honor yeah honestly it's uh it's truly a pleasure and an honor I've, i fucking love it i love the freaks and uh super grateful to be a part of it yeah and even though 2020 sucked we have each other. We have Bitcoin. <laughs> fix the money, fix the world. I truly, earnestly believe that. Like, we fucking fix the money and we tear it out of the hands of these evil kleptocrats. I think things will get better. I want to be more optimistic than Matt. Like, uh, I, But I do think you may be right, Matt. Things are going to get pretty shitty in the near future, but I think we need to focus on solutions. Um, Let's do some 2021 predictions. Oh, okay. Like, what do you think this next year looks like? Do, I think I think we yeah. see. I want to be surprised if we see a politician get assassinated. <laughs> wow, okay. that I'll was take a, it there. I mean, they're pushing uh, people into the corner. Um, in America. Potentially, I don't know, man. Well, wow, we, we have all the guns here. What about? Uh, are we going to see any a major war? Any kind of major war happen? I don't think we're going to see any hot wars uh, anymore. Yeah. It's all cold wars. I think well, we see like I think this year may in, uh, I think this year Azure may have been may have been an act of war. This whole virus and shutdown and lockdown thing, psychological warfare. <laughs> now you're definitely going to be banned from YouTube. That's what someone said in the comments. The lockdowns are fucking bullshit. Like, no, no, the assassination comment. <laughs> um, 
I didn't. I'm not saying I'm gonna do it or like I yeah, say. Yeah, Marty's I not gonna do it. He doesn't know anything about any. I wouldn't be surprised. Like honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised. That was a weird thing, like the Nashville bombing. Have you looked into that at all? Yeah, the FBI knew about it. Didn't do anything about it. They they solved the case in a day. It's very suspicious. Very, very similar to the Las Vegas shooting, which was just as weird and well, no, the, brushed, the brushed under the rug as well. I mean, the weird thing to me was it was like intentionally done at a time that would be as few people there as possible. Yeah. And it happened outside the AT&T. Which is different than the Vegas. It's like the exact opposite of the Vegas thing. But like it's the same in that it's like it's been swept under the rug pretty quickly and there's not really clear answers on what's going on or very weird. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to get taproot in 2021, but hopefully we'll be close. I think we will. Um, by the end, um, you know, I'm thinking like a couple months into 2022, probably. Um, I think, you know, we could be over 200k easy by this time next year i mean price predictions always like an age poorly but it's gonna i think it's gonna be significantly higher mcafee none of it really matters as long you know mcafee mcafee better be uh whispering sweet nothings to his dick because he has to cut it off and eat it at midnight tonight did not hit a million um yeah marty does not think that anyone should assassinate a politician he's just saying that it, it could happen yeah no he no, just I, feels like that's the climate we're in right now yeah i don't want anybody to die obviously um and uh yeah i mean i i wonder i think bitcoin 2021 will happen so i'm, I'm looking in la no i don't think it's going to happen in la okay good um but i think it will happen um we know for sure bitblock boom is going to happen um how about gary did you see what he tweeted this week was the longest running bitcoin conference no no he loves he loves his uh, the, the hotel technicalities ma- the hotel managers came up to him like saturday night we're like if you don't tell these people to put their mask on we're gonna call the police and he was like oh i bet these guys would love for the police to show up like just completely alpha them to take your cuck bucks and your your muzzles and get away from they me. never called the police no Nobody got sick. Um, <laughs> Literally, nobody got sick. Yeah, my, uh, I got tested. Matt, Matt will, Matt will say my test doesn't count, but I got tested. Your test didn't count, but it was negative. But a lot of us got tested. Yeah. Um. And no, no, no one even tested positive. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Bitblock boom. Yeah, I look forward. To, I hope. I hope to be traveling, uh, internationally, but we'll see. Um. I hope I have baby number two on the way at some point in 2021. That's yeah. uh, something I'm striving for. We'll see. Yeah. Bullish on you freaks. Yeah. We love you guys. It should be clear. I, I, I'm not saying I want anybody to be assassinated. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Sorry. Uh, week two of the live stream, man. As you can just, this is proof freaks, by the way, that we don't edit <laughs> shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Off the cuff. Here's to you, Matthew. It's been a hell of a year. The content me, content machine rolls on. I'm very excited. I think we're for TFTC predictions 2021. I bet we get to a million downloads per month. I'd like to see us above 50,000 YouTube subscribers at some point. Um, and maybe I'll get my ears pierced. Who knows? You're going to get your ears pierced? Oh, I'm fucking with you. I just threw that in there for something. Um, cheers. To 2021. Woo! Love you, freaks.
Stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love.